Welcome to a Skyrimatic Podcast. Skyrim Addict Modcast. Uh, here we compare our experiences playing our own games with the same select list of mods. We hope you'll follow along and enjoy the wonderful world that a modded Skyrim makes possible. I'm your host, Victor, here with Colin and Blake. Hello. Hello. It is our intent to provide an example that anyone with a PC, some experience, and above all, some patience, can duplicate by following a few simple rules. One, we use Mod Organizer to curate our mods, though we have no, uh, you know, we don't think it's better than Nexus Mod Managers. It's just what we use. We keep a close eye on our load order using Loot. We read the mod author's notes and follow their instructions. Right, Blake? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we break the rules when we can and always have fun or else. So, uh, So last week we... We talked about, uh, let's see, what was it? We did the unofficial patches. Uh, we did Sky UI, categorized favorites, immersive HUD Spurg with the Uncapper, and alternate start, live another life. So, uh, Blake, what kind of experience did you, did you have? Was, was I the only one that didn't find uh, SKSE on the Nexus? I had to go to a different website to get that. Oh no, sorry. The uh, uh, SKSE is at its own site. Yeah, is it? The, the link Silver is on. Lock. Yeah, Silverlock. The link's on the Tumblr page, uh, which I should say uh, right here is modcast.tumblr.com for anybody who wants to go there and get links and a little bit of uh, exposition on what we talk about. I so took in. I took in a. Just a quick Google search. I, I found it though and got it uh, downloaded and got it installed with Mod Organizer. And you guys are right. You know, I I think after the first episode, I completely uninstalled Mod Organizer, reinstalled it, and actually went through the tutorial parts of it. And yeah, that makes a lot of difference. If you've never used it before, to get your uh, get your hands in and give you an idea of what's what's going on with it. But SKSE to get it installed. I found a video on YouTube. It wasn't Gopher this time. It was some guy named Fade or Faze. Hmm. I think I think it was Fade, but he kept calling it the the archive instead of the archive, and that was <laughs> oh, a little off putting. But he he in his video he explains how to install it with Mod Organizer. So good. That was a uh, you know it loaded up it loaded up fine after that. So what did you do? You you uh, you un you. Do you open the archive and take the the uh, the data folder and create a an archive with that? And then, um, what was the procedure that you used? Let's see. I had to open the file, download it from the SKSE page to the desktop, um, open the archive. I took out the data files out of it, mm-hmm. and then I had to transfer them. I forget the folder I had to transfer them to. But when you do, then it'll show up inside a mod organizer. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that that data that data folder has the scripts in it, and that's why you want to uh, install it that way using mod organizer. And the rest of the SKSE uh, files, the DLL, it's, et cetera, go right in your Skyrim directory. But the the scripts are managed by mod organizer. 
What did you use to open it up with? 7-Zip or WinRAR? Because uh, WinRAR you got to pay for, don't you? Well, WinRAR you have to pay for unless you've got it off Pirate Bay or Kick-Ass Torrents. <laughs> not that I condone that activity. <laughs> Certainly but not. But it's a possibility. <laughs> oh, okay. One, one could do that if they wanted to, I right, suppose. Right. Yes, exactly. Uh uh, yeah, no, I, I use Win, WinRAR uh, myself, but either one works just fine, I think. Because um, yeah, um, where there's one, uh, there's another one we installed was uh, Race Menu 3.0, mm-hmm. the, or the 3.2.2, I think it is now. Yes, it is. And yeah. uh, that one obviously needed the brand new SKSE, so yes. I had to do my SKSE as well because my one was the the older one. Uh, and since I had forgotten most of what the stuff, I tried to put uh, the SKACs up inside the data folder instead of the, <laughs> the Skyrim folder. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, where's the old ones? Oh, son of a bitch. So uh, that took me about half an hour to uh, try and remember where the smeg everything was. Yeah. And um, But other than that, it was fine. Um, and I did the same thing. I unpacked that, put that into the, the Skyrim folder. Then... Uh, opened it up with uh, 7-zip, created a file, and put it inside as a mod, inside Mod Organizer. That's the way yeah. I've done mine. Yeah. It's definitely the safer way of doing it. I, I got lazy a long time ago and just installed everything into... It's the only thing I, I keep in my Skyrim directory that's not managed by uh, Mod Organizer. And, you know, the reason you want to create that data folder and manage it with Mod Organizer is so that if there are script conflicts, Mod Organizer will tell you. Um, yeah. and, uh, I haven't, that I know I've had any problems, so I just, I've just never changed it. Now you had, Blake, you had that issue with, with, um, SKSE or with race menu and you, did you resolve that? Well, I had a couple problems at first. Well, I guess I wasn't, I never came really clear to you guys on what was going on. I kept saying I was getting kicked out of the game. Well, in between us starting this, uh, the, modcast and you know the first episode i had also installed a second monitor so and i haven't played skyrim since i installed the second monitor so i wasn't getting kicked out of the game for some reason the game would just want to drop down or just show a black screen but you could uh you know what is it control alt tab or alt tab and it would pop right back up Uh, so in retrospect, I think a lot of that where I was getting kicked out of the game, I wasn't really getting kicked out for whatever reason. It was wanting to just drop the uh, drop the game down. Ah, okay. But that's uh, but for whatever reason, it kind of evened itself out and just started working fine. Okay, cool. So let's see. Oh, uh, what was it? Um, race menu. All right. So I like. <laughs> you're right. There's a lot more you can do as far as um. Uh, setting up your character for the first time you can uh not only can you have a purple khajiit <laughs> yeah but you can have a purple khajiit with uh pink stripes <laughs> and a lot of their animations they do like when they're attacking their facial expressions will change mm-hmm. and you can set that as like their permanent expression i've noticed so now the one i was running around with was a purple and pink khajiit that had like this unfortunate like permanent stroke face that looked like <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, yeah. So I figured he'd be a, he'd be a good test Khajiit for uh, some of these mods. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, funny. <laughs> well, good. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a great it's it's a great upgrade to the mod. I don't really know what what changed between three and three point two. I think it's just a lot of little refinements and stuff. Um, and there's so much more you can do with it if you know how to 
operate the uh, you know the body modeling parts of it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I've never I've never even tried. Uh, but the you know being able to save your to name your presets so you can go back to them later is is awesome too. So right, that's uh, that's really good. So did you get your issues with the uncapper worked out? No, not okay. not even. I tried uh, uninstalling it completely mm-hmm. and reinstalling it, and it's still this is still shadowed out at the bottom. It's checked, but it's still shadowed out. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll have to work on that. Colin, have you? Uh, did you have any trouble with the uncapper? Um. No. Um. Was it? Uh, I installed that one. Um. What I did have trouble was. Uh, with mod organizers was trying to find the filter so I could just see all the checked mods because when you're looking at it, um, every single mod is visible. But if you go down to the very bottom left, just above, you'll see filter. And if you just click on that, you can filter out so only the mods that you have checked for this particular profile will show up. Right, yeah. So it won't look like a complete mess. That's the only thing I really had trouble with because I couldn't find that because I was like going right, which one is checked, which one isn't, <laughs> blah blah blah. But yeah. um, no, I don't think I remember having any particular problems apart from with when I was updating my scripts for race menu. Oh, there was one thing. Um, I never had the unofficial high resolution patch installed ever. Ah. I I missed it. Uh, the last time from all from all my other previous profiles, uh-huh. I I made, I got all of them apart from the high resolution one, and my game does look a little bit better. Does it? That's cool. That's funny you should say that because I just recently uh, eliminated the high res DLC from my all my games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I discovered I could do it without having to you know write to Steam or whatever like that. You just go into the uh, uh, I think it's the data file section of the Skyrim launcher and just uncheck them. Um, and that seems to take care of it. Mostly because I was playing with some other stuff. We can talk about that later. But, um, so when you, when you look in, uh, so if the, if the uncapper is, is working correctly or it's installed correctly and you look at the mods in Mod Organizer, uh, you'll see, is anybody looking at the, the Mod Organizer interface will notice, the flags column shows conflicts and overwrites. And so if you look at your uh, Spurg, it should say um, that it is managing or overwriting the uncapper. Is that, is that correct for your, uh, if you open up Spurg and there's a tab that says conflicts, it'll say overwritten mods, Skyrim community uncapper. So information conflicts. Um, no. So yeah, looking. Let me see. So one thing you need to make sure is that the uncapper is before Spurg in the priorities. In other words, it's got a lower number in priority. Okay. See, mine's loading Spurg before the uncapper. Right. So just drag it. Drag Spurg below the uncapper if you can in the left pane, not right. in the right, not in the right pane. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, the uncapper, well, yours is grayed out, so it may not show at all. Uh, but if Collins, yours should have a little red bar next to uncapper and a little green plus sign next to Spurg. Nope. It's got neither of those. Interesting. Yeah, uh, it's got them on 
Yeah, it's got it on all my other ones. So it's got uh, alternative start is overwriting something because it's got a green tab on it. Sky UI um, has got a red tab under it because categorized favorites yes. is below it. Yeah. Um, but I have um, the community on Kappa and then Spurg just right below it. And no, there is no flag. Interesting. On so, either. So if you double click the uncapper and then select the file, tr the file tree tab there, mm -hmm. um, under SKSE plugins, does it show the uncapper.dll and the uncapper.ini? Uh, it does, yes. All right. And the same for Spurg. If you go to file tree, there should be an SKSE folder and it should, in it should be a plugins and inside that should just be the another uncapper.ini. So inside Spurg, and we have what am I looking for? Spurg, uh, an another folder <laughs> called uh, SKSE, and then plugins, yep. and in inside that should be another uncapper.ini file. Yep, uncapper oh. SKSE Eli's uncapper ini. Interesting, and yet there's no overwrite. There's uh, no flags, no. Huh? I don't know why. What I'll do is I will. I think you'll know if it's working. We should, uh, well, let's, this is probably boring for people to listen to, although <laughs> maybe that's why they're listening to the podcast in the first place. But, um, so what is your experience with Spurg then, Colin? Uh, um, Spurg, I had a, I didn't read the entire manual. I read mm -hmm. most of the, the front page, the installation, uh, any sort of like uh, issues, common issues that people have, the FAQs. Right. Uh, but all of the script descriptions, um, I didn't want to read because I wanted to be surprised in game. Yeah. Um, so as I'm playing, I was having a, a look at few. I the character I'm going with uh, is kind of using two-handed because uh, one of my favorite uh, is my favorite um, attack um, style, uh, mm -hmm. fighting style. And some of the perks are fantastically interesting. The, what yeah. was one that I really want to get to is. Uh, uh, Sunder Armor. And yeah, yeah, I've never used that, but I've seen it. I think um, it's uh, if a, uh, your, oppo your opponent blocks, if you hit standing power attack, you destroy his shield. If he doesn't block, you destroy a piece of his armor. <laughs> and that just looks fantastic to me. Uh, the only thing I would say about Spurg is that it's very... Uh, not a little, it's very cheap. Um... All the all the um, free uh, perks you got at the start of the game, and um, I was working away with my two-handed, and working towards getting this particular perk. I can't remember which one it was. It was early on. Uh, I think it was the Warhammer perk, um, and I was working towards getting that. And then I leveled up, got the two-handed up to thirty, and then went up to the, fire, the tree to use the perk, and I had already been given it. Yes. By Spurg automatically because it saw what I was doing, what I was practicing with. And I thought, well, it's sort of like, you know, it just threw me a bone. That's the way I kind of felt about it. So I know everything can be changed in the uh, MCM. So if I was to, like, when I do play with it, I'm going to have to go into the MCM and, like, you know, probably get rid of all the free perks. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you can, you can shut off the automatic perks. In other words, when, when, you, when it starts out, it gives you the first perk in every tree. Um, yeah. and then it starts to give you automatic perks as you, 
as you go along. I, I would for uh, the other question I was going to ask you: uh, Are you getting a perk per level, or are you not getting a perk per level? Um, I think I'm getting more perks than I should be getting. I think. Yeah, which means the uncapper is not working because with the with when the uncapper is in effect with Spurg, uh, you should be getting uh, at its sort of default. You get a perk every other level. It's set to 0.5. Right. So one thing you could do, I suppose, uh, I'm not, I just don't understand why it's not overriding. It does in mine. Uh, you could just delete the uh, the uncapper.ini from from the uncapper mod and just leave the one in Spurg and see if that that or rename it. I wouldn't delete it, but re, you know, rename it. So what um, I'm going to do is I'm going to reinstall. Ah, wait. Yes, go ahead. Uh, then I'll suggest one other thing. Okay, I'm going to reinstall uh, the community camp in, on Kappa, then Spurg, and then see what that does. Are so, you doing that right now? Because there's one other thing you can check before you do that, if you want. Sure, go for it. Uh, so go to the Uncapper. Let's see. Um, I'm going to do the Spurg one. Go to the Spurg file tree. Let's make sure this one should be. Uh, and if you right-click on the Uncapper INI and just select open. It'll it'll open it up. Uh, just make sure that I think it's the second line down. Enable the plugin is set to one. Be enabled equals one. Enable or disable zero. Default value zero. But is it? What does it say below that? It should say be enabled in in un, you know it, it, you have the semicolon. Be yeah. Yes. It equals one. It is, it is set to on. Okay. That's well. That's. Because that was a problem I had early on with the thing. I couldn't make it work, and I realized it was just turned off. Then we should go to the uncapper one and check the same thing, just just for shits and giggles. And that should be set to on as well, I think. So it's the any or the DLL? The any. Yeah, the DLL is just a... Is a... Yeah, be enabled one. Yeah, okay, well... I'll do the reinstall in there, so I'll go with the uncapper first. And sometimes what I'll do is, if I can't figure out whether it's actually working or not, I'll like set set the. If you scroll down through that INI file, you'll find where it where it sets the perks, the you know the perks at level up. You know, set it to ten or something like that, and then wait till you go to the next level up and see if you get ten perks. You know, <laughs> uh, and you'll know it's working. So Blake, so you, what do you think of Spurg while Colin's doing that? Mm, I leveled up, and I got. It, with it working or with the uncapper not working, when I leveled up the first time, mm-hmm. I think when I f- first started the game, I think I had, what, six perk points or something like that just to start with? Because uh, as okay. soon as I loaded into the game, it started giving me um, perk points. Yeah, it'll give like, you the first perk in every tree automatically okay. when you start, yeah. All right. It, it started cycling through, and I was like, wait, is this right? Is it supposed to be doing this? <laughs> it, it didn't crash. Something's going on. I guess it's okay. <laughs> but, um... Go ahead, Colin. Sorry, I've got a little warning here on the very bottom window um, saying failed to extract Spurg SKSE to SKSE, SKSE not found in archive. I wonder if that's what's going on with Blake, too. Well, I'll tell you what, we should probably try to resolve this kind of stuff outside of the podcast so people don't have to listen to all the <laughs> clicking and humming and hawing. So let's um, let's work on that when we're not recording. Without the, I mean, Spurg is still sort of sort of working, so we can talk about that a little bit. 
And what did you think of categorized favorites, Colin? Um, categorized favorites, I don't like. I'm trying to get used to it, but I still prefer the the own Sky UIs because um, it's less intrusive. Uh-huh. Um, the I mean, there's no difference really with the the favorites um, no. and the I've forgotten what they're called, the hotkeys. Right. Um, yep. One of my other profiles, I do have. Another mod uh, called um, More Hotkeys, Please, and uh-huh. that messes around a bit with stuff. But mostly, it's um, it, it's fine. Uh, it's nice big screen. I can see everything. You have the magic in the middle where it comes down. That's a little bit weird because it'll have like conjuration and then conjuration spells and then destruction and destruction spells. and Yeah. It goes down like that. I'm not really a big fan of it yet, but then again, I've only played with it a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, if you don't like it, you don't like it. That's that's cool. I I sort of uh, I played with it and didn't like it at first, and then I got used to it and and sort of started to like it. But uh, it it does, if, especially with um, stuff that it doesn't recognize as vanilla in the game, it will it will you know stick it over on the right side there. So you have sometimes you have to look for something if if it's a, a piece of if it's a weapon or a spell that it's not expecting. It's not in the vanilla game. It'll stick it somewhere else. But um, I just like the, the everything's there, you know. It's it's cool. Did you figure out how to keep it from throwing that error every time you you start the game? Oh yeah, I just uh, okay. rubbed how to do that from uh, the messages we're sending Blake. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that also works with another pro, uh, mod that we're not going to use, but that a lot of people like, and I, I like too. It's a map called Warburg's. Uh, and that always throws a sky UI error unless until you turn off the little map thing. Uh, so what else did we do? We did. Uh, so what did you guys start as? Did you play with alternate start, Blake? What did you uh, try any uh, uh, any alternate starts? I, I did. I think out of all the mods we installed, I think this was my absolute favorite. Just so you can <laughs> skip the cart ride. Yeah, yeah, it and works. That, it's great. And it gives you you know a ton of options. You know, do you want to be shipwrecked? Do you want to be um, you know like you said, just left on the road for dead stuff like yeah. that? Yeah, I chose um, what was it? Camping in the wilderness. In the wilderness, and it gave yeah. me. Um, I started out at a little campsite. I had a I think a hunting bow, some steel arrows, just some basic um, uh, like leather armor almost. And uh, I wasn't too far from uh, where was. Was it? Uh, I wasn't too far from uh, Helgen to start with. Yeah, that's one of its standard spots to start the camping. I, I think once it started me somewhere else, but generally it'll almost always start you in one of two or three different places for each, you know, for each selection. Um, and yeah, and there's a, I I forget when I was I was playing one game I was playing it I had uh, some animal mod turned on and and uh, I was playing on master and every time I spawned there at the beginning of the game I'd be like murdered by wolves almost immediately (laughs) uh but because there's usually a wolf pack right there was there was there a wolf pack near when you when you uh when you spawned in that spot no no there were uh just a couple elk around and then um i actually ran into another hunter that was walking through with her dog oh cool and that was that was it it was Uh around me you know within without venturing too far out yeah did you figure out how to how to start the dragon quest i it it started. It gave me a quest for it, yeah, to go to Helgen, and um, but I didn't. I didn't go. I didn't actually go into Helgen to start it. No. Okay. Well, I won't spoil it. I'll leave. I'll leave that for you. Colin, where did you start? Somewhere unusual. 
Uh, I start in the prison that you're in. So, ah, cool. Uh, yeah. Sort of like to have to escape from uh, that prison with the ghosts in it. Yeah. Um, which was uh, was quite strange because I, when I was coming out, I um, I got killed and I was only on um, was it expert I think. So uh, I was quite surprised by that, but that's because I didn't <laughs> see the weapon lying on the floor. Yeah. And I was trying yeah. to punch the ghost to death. Um, uh, was it? Uh, I got I got through there, went outside, went into Windhelm, and had uh, my the character I've got sort of like you know a loose thing around him is that he's um, all mercenary. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's a proactive mercenary. He's not like those douchebags who sit in <laughs> inns all day expecting you to walk up and hire them. And he goes out and looks looks for work. So, But I found it difficult to find work. I walked in and st- started talking to the to the innkeeper. She wouldn't get... You know where you go, oh, is there any work around here? Right, yeah. She, she wouldn't give me any work. Huh. Um was it? There was an, another one. I can't remember. There's somebody else who you told the the steward. He wouldn't give me any work either. Really? Uh, hmm. I found a couple of others. Um, was it one of the guy who? Another guy who becomes Jarl after Ulfric dies. Right. He has a thing where there's uh, some uh, bandits nearby that only go after Khajiit Argonians and Dark Elves and things like that. So or Ulfric doesn't want to go to attack them. <laughs> uh, he gives me a mission to go and kill those bandits up at Uttering Hills. Oh, okay. uh, so I got yeah. some money over that. So that was okay, but yeah, I found it weird. I did find the um, was it the Dragon Ball quest has got to talk to some dude named Sam or something like that. Oh yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple so, of ways of doing it. Yeah, the, the, he's. I think it's Arthmore is the uh, is the mod author there. I think uh, he's written in a couple of different possibilities uh, depending on where you start and stuff. Um, there's one that just involves going right up into Helgen and um yes and then there's uh, Shady Sam I believe is is the uh, the character. Yeah, that's his dude. Yeah. 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 He's he hard to find out. sometimes. Yeah, he wanders around a lot. He wanders around Windhelm and then he wanders walks back over. Sometimes you find him in Riverwood and uh various other places. So, yeah, alternate starts a great mod. I've done that prison escape too. It's a lot of fun in there. And that uh, ghost um I believe if you have interesting NPCs loaded, do you yet or or not? No. Okay. I, I, uh, I only have the base mods that we talked about. Okay. Talking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, once once we get interesting NPCs loaded, that uh, that whole sequence has a little more dimension to it there because he adds another ghost into that abandoned prison there, who also ties in with somebody else in uh, somewhere. Uh, in a Dwemer dungeon somewhere, I can't remember exactly where, but or or, or companions and stuff. It's 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 pretty cool. Um, all right, so that's uh, pretty much it. I mean, is there anything about Sky UI, uh, Blake, that you like, dislike? Uh, Sky UI is that that's the, the um... that's just the interface, the the whole user interface thing. It's you know totally different from uh, um, from the console interface. Oh, with the bars being gone and the map and. I mean, not the map being gone, but the compass and all that. Was that Sky UI? No, that's iHUD. Yeah, that's the okay. immersive HUD. Yeah. So no. Sky UI was the actual like your is that that's your inventory management and stuff, right? Yep, inventory management and the mod control menu and stuff like that. Did you have any you know issues with it or, or no? Uh, no, no. But that's one that I really I really liked and yeah. enjoyed using, and that's something that that I think from here on out modding that'll be one that I I try and load up every time now. Yeah. Well, any, I mean, most, a lot of mods require it anyway because of the mod configuration menu, but, uh, 
so I know some people don't like it. Some people don't like the sort of the, that kind of spreadsheet look to the to the inventory management. But uh, um, I, kinda, I love it. Yeah. yeah, I kind of felt it was a breath of fresh air after playing with the other the other menu for so long. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Well, uh, you know, aside from the issues we're having with the community uncapper, I guess that sort of covers all of our uh, mods from last last episode. So, uh, so overall, I mean, what do you? How do you feel about you know Blake, particularly since you you're sort of the newest person to the modding? I mean, how do you feel about it so far? Is it uh, has it been a reasonably good experience? Not too much trouble, not not too much of a pain in the ass, um, <laughs> not too much of a learning curve. No, no, it hasn't. It hasn't been too bad, and a mod organizer has been really helpful as far as making sure everything's going to work right together. That you've got it in the right load order. Um, I think I asked you too at the beginning. It gives you the option, or on the you know the mod organizer screen of you know you can load the game directly from right. mod organizer. Yep. And it gives you Skyrim, Skyrim launcher, SKSE, and the first time I loaded it, you know, I guess. Adding the new monitor may have helped with that too, but you know, my I, it loaded in windowed mode, and I was like, "Well, how do I fix this?" And one of you guys was like, "Well, just load with a regular Skyrim launcher and fix it, and then go back and load through SKSE and Mod Organizer, and it'll be fine, and everything will come back up." And it was. I mean, after that, everything was you know it was bye bye windowed mode. After that, yeah. <laughs> well, but cool. and well that once i got that straightened out and then once i realized how you know even against your advice i realized how to turn the controller support back on i was, I was pretty <laughs> thrilled with it after that yeah so you're using sky ui with a controller yes yes that's cool i've never tried that it's uh interesting um and it and it's and it works seamlessly nice uh, you know easily easily yeah everything uh any of the commands you would do with the keyboard were already mapped to the uh, to the yeah. controller. So I mean, cool. the, all the menus are still accessible and everything. Yeah, yeah. Huh, that's funny. I'm still such an old <laughs> PC gamer. It just I can't I can't get used to holding a controller in front of my PC. <laughs> hey, it's it's I, it felt so foreign without it though to me. Yeah, I, yeah. I played everything with that controller and to not have it, you know, have to use the keys to move. I just I couldn't handle it. I, then yeah. I saw right as you were telling me. You know, well, you could turn it back on if you wanted to. I saw where the <laughs> the uh, the option was, and I already clicked it, and I was like, "Yeah, that's already done. It's back on now." So I just I couldn't handle it without the controller. Cool. All right. Well, that's sort of the uh, the first part of the modcast talking about the older mods. So uh, now that we've talked about the the stuff from last episode, let's talk about stuff we're going to add and. Uh, Colin and I were talking about magic. Uh, so, Colin, tell, tell us about the Lost Grimoire. What's that about? The Grimoire, the Grimora, um mod is uh, a magic mod. It uh, basically adds new spells, uh, and it, it basically, the title says, an extended spell package for Skyrim. And uh, they've got a video on the page. It's done by a guy called Steel Feathers. And, um,. It's very exciting. He's got a video right at the start. Uh, features where he basically quickly um, tells you what is added to it. 
where you can read and sort of like you know just on the front page and then uh, he has some example spells that you can read like the first one is uh, a one that one that I have used uh, shapeshift claws the caster grows long sharp claws increasing unarmed damage by 15 for 16 seconds does that Ooh. sound familiar <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then it's got a couple of other ones. Um, was it one that looks good is a uh, live cold chars the target doing two fire damage per second for 15 seconds. But when hit with another fire spell, the target explodes into flames. Nice. So it's All like, right. you know, trying to do combinations sort of like, you know, so you have to sort of like think about sort of like how you're going to fight sort of like you hit them with these low cost spells, which will make your other medium cost spells more powerful. So instead of wasting like, you know, trying to do firestorm or something like that and wait in one shot, you can do these little cost spells, which increase hmm. your damage. So cool. He's thought about it this time. Um, very little uh, in installation guide. Uh, it was a download uh, via MMM, uh, NMM or MO, and then drag everything into the file and into the data folder. Done. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> I wonder. Um, it it may or may not require a patch, but we'll. I guess we'll find that out. So uh, you've used both Apocalypse and the Lost Grimoire. What what do you should we use? Should we try out just the Lost Grimoire first and see how that goes and uh, or do you want to add both of them? Um, I would go with either or both or just the one. Uh, I'd say we'd start off with the the lost uh, Grimora or Grimori, whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> start off with that one. Uh, find out how he actually pronounces it, uh, and then we can go from there. Um, he see he has he gives a lot of support for it, and he gives a lot of advice on his page. And uh, there's a huge, um, well, not huge, but a really good bit on the frequently asked questions bit. Uh, and he gives loads of advice there as well. Cool. And, right. um, yeah, I think that one is definitely worth a look. All right, that's cool. Well, we will add Lost Grimoire. Um, Blake, you got any suggestions for mods you want to add to the list? For mm. this, for this, for this profile, for the, for the modcast profile? I mean, we're, you know, anybody's free to, play with any profile they want, creating whatever they want, including Thomas the Tank Engine, but for this... <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, did, did you ever remember the name of the one that added the uh, the extra sounds to the game? Uh, there's a couple of them, yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. Maybe we should do a sounds mod. Um, I personally like the audio overhaul for Skyrim, a- AOS, so I would suggest that. Um, and... Uh, We'll add that to the list. There are two or three um, uh, out there. Sounds of Skyrim is one that had been notorious for causing problems, but I think it's been updated uh, recently. I think I I used that one before, Sounds of Skyrim. And there's also uh, Immersive Sounds or something like that. Um, Let's start with just the audio overhaul. Uh, I would advise anybody doing this to look carefully uh look always look in the files tab on on the net nexus and scroll down through the list and look for patches um and patches that apply to mods that you have loaded uh because audio overhaul has a number of patches i haven't looked into it for this episode so uh i would advise everybody to look at that and we'll talk about it next time uh so we'll do audio overhaul um, 
I'd like to add a needs mod. So I thought we'd do I need, which is a little less script heavy than realistic needs and diseases, which is the, the, uh, the, I think probably the best known one. Uh, so let's try I need and, uh, Colin, you were talking about Harvest Overhaul yesterday on the uh, Roundtable podcast. I think we ought to add this in here because it's a, it's a great mod um, and is not overpowered in any way. Uh, so let's throw that in. What is it? It's called Harvest Overhaul. And uh, it's been around for a long time. All it really does is add, in a very sort of uh, gentle way, a few more ingredients to things that you harvest. So you don't just oh. get one blue mountain flower. You get two or three, you know. Um, and I, th I think it has an MCM. I've never actually played with it. Have you, Colin? Have you played with the MCM uh, in Sky no. UI? Yeah. No, not at all. I, I was just, it's one of those mods that are so good, you just throw it in there and then you never play with it again. It just does its thing. Yeah. You ignore it and it adds to your game and it makes it better without being intrusive. Right. You sort of forget it's there. And, and then when you play the vanilla game without it, you say, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Where's all my flowers? Only one butterfly wing. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It gives you two butterfly wings. But I mean, for crying out loud, come on. Right. Butterflies have two <laughs> wings. So. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if we could throw in a follow-up commentary overhaul. Sure. Because, um, yeah, I got, uh, what's his name, uh, old Rogi Knockbeard uh, running around <laughs> behind me. Yeah, he's great. And uh, he's a, like he's like a statue standing there behind me. He doesn't say a goddamn thing. I like Rogi. Um, all right, we'll throw that in. Now, there's a couple other ones. I don't want to throw too many at people or us. Um, uh but there's a couple that Blake had mentioned before uh, that I know he wanted to have and, and, and that bring up a, a couple of good things about Spurg. So uh, one is immersive armor. And there is a Spurg patch for immersive armor. And why is there a patch? More than likely, it's because armor values uh, and are changed via Spurg and the way, uh, you know, armor is rated and and leveled is changed by spurg so immersive armor needs a patch and you'll find that if you I'll, I'll have links for all this stuff on the on the tumblr uh there is a a mod called the unofficial spurg patch which is a uh a small group of patches for various things and one of them is immersive armor so you'll need to go to get that for immersive armor and load it as per instructions, please. <laughs> um, it probably will work fine without it. You just might have some weird values and things like that for your armor. Um, now, the last thing I'd like to uh, have people think about is is the visual look of Skyrim. We haven't really played with that yet. Uh, and there's a lot of things, and I think we'll save for the, for the next episode to, to do more of that. But one that I think people should try, because it's, it's a lot of fun and you can make things look cool, uh, is called Imaginator. Um, so go look up Imaginator, uh, load it. It's written by Gopher and somebody else. I can't remember his name. Uh, and it just allows you to make Skyrim more colorful and, and do a lot of fun things. It's fun to play with. So, so look up Imaginator. Is that load heavy on a graphics card? No, not okay. at all. 
All not right. not even close. Good. Uh, and I was thinking of that, you know, in terms of your, I know yours, you still have an older graphics card in there. Um, but it's, it's, if it's good enough to run vanilla Skyrim at, at a good, you know, at a good clip without any hitches, uh, you should be able to do a few things. We, we can add a few other things too. Um, that's it for the next time's mods. So any thoughts, Colin? Conclusions. Uh, I'm enjoying it uh, quite a lot. Um, there's a few things I'm learning as I'm going along, sort of like you know a little bit more in depth into how to install the mods and make sure that they're all working nicely with each other. Um, and the the gameplay as well is also nice. Um, getting a little bit excited, sort of like probably getting a little bit over attached to my character. I know it's but... hard not to. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, yeah, let's I'm talk about that. I mean, I've I've. Uh... I've been playing with a, a Dunmer. I think I mentioned him. Did I mention him the last time? Yeah, he's uh, Slythe Aaron's uh, cousin, his sort of ne'er-do-well cousin, who uh, has found his way to the Dark Brotherhood uh, and had some weird things happen. And I, I'm not sure why, but uh, uh, all kinds of dragon plate and dragon scale armor dropped in, in like the cupboards in the Dark Brotherhood sanctuary. Um no idea where that came from because I'm not running any more mods than you guys. Uh, something, something weird. It's just so, so he's now, he's, he was, uh, at level seven or something like that wearing dragon plate. All uh, right. <laughs> Somebody had a stash so, in there. Yeah. You know, such are the, uh, the weirdnesses of mods sometimes. Uh, so, so yeah, but I'm going to probably dump him and restart. Uh, as we as we start filling out this mod list, uh, it's not good to get too attached to characters because we may have to add and subtract mods. And and as uh, as is pretty well known, it's possible to delete mods, especially if there's instructions to do it. If the mod author has written instructions on how you can do it, then you have to follow them to the letter. They often involve the console and stopping scripts and things like that. Uh, but it's never a really great idea in mid game to, to get rid of mods. Uh, it just can cause all kinds of problems. Uh, so I would advise people not to do that. Um, so, so Blake, what's your conclusion for this episode? Any, any last final thoughts or anything? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mod organizers, a lot more evolved than just installing mods through steam, but I've really enjoyed some most of the ones we've used so far, and I'm you know looking forward to trying some more of the new stuff out. But um, like I say, it's it's just a hair more complicated. But it's I feel like doing it this way. I feel like I'm in the big leagues now as far as <laughs> being a modder. It was it was almost too easy with Steam. So now I feel like I'm I've, now I feel like I'm really doing something as far as getting these mods going on here. That's awesome. That's good. That's that's. Uh... No, I agree. It's it, it gives you sort of an agency in 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 doing you know in modding that that's uh, that's important. I mean, because once you once you get past that that the first bit of the learning curve and and start to have some successes, it really it really makes a big a big difference. Um, and I would encourage people to to you know create several different profiles and just play with them. You can't really break things too badly as long as you stay out of your Skyrim folder. <laughs> um, you know, and just mess around inside mod organizer. It's pretty hard to break stuff. Uh, use the sort button, um, above the plugins, you know, on the, on the right side of the mod organizer. We'll talk about, um, loot 
on in another episode and you know um sorting uh mods outside of mod organizer uh, which you know allows you to run executables uh but for now with just a few simple mods like this uh, the sort button works great uh did you guys uh which version of mod organizer are you using cuz i had to actually upgrade mine uh recently uh to 1.2.18 uh, my one, I've got the really old one, uh, uh, 1.218. That's, yeah, that's, cause he's got, well, he's got a new, uh, sort of beta version. I, I haven't even, uh, the 1.2.18 is his latest stable version. So that's, yeah, that's, oh, that's okay. what I'm running to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think he's like up to 1.2.34 or 1.3.4 or something like that. But, I, but as far as I know, those are still considered beta. So I haven't, I haven't used them at all. Um, but uh um well cool well thanks uh i hope everybody's enjoyed this i know some of it gets a little dry and i would please if you have any feedback let us know if you uh want to hear about various mods or try them i realize it's kind of difficult to have an audio only podcast about mods but uh we're going to try to add some video uh to go along with it and the uh the tumblr page will have comments and links to all the mods we've talked about so uh, uh, until next time happy modding happy Happy modding. modding guys Okay, well, I feel like that was kind of a, a little boring, but <laughs> it's a very technical podcast. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, so I, I really need suggestions from you guys how to sort of brighten it up. I, you know, I'm not uh, Andrew, so I, I'm not good at being, you know, uh, uh, you know, coming up with cool little bumpers and and <laughs> stuff like that. So, well, any well, suggestions th- you have, though, what we can do to make it brighter and more fun would be great. Well, do you think? I mean, we got a little technical as far as the community uncapper and Spurg, mm-hmm. but do you think, I mean, if other people were having problems with it, you know, maybe something we mentioned may have, because I oh, actually, I, so. I considered about trimming some of that out, but then I started thinking, well, what if somebody else is having the same problems, you know, and at least if we address it, you know, that we're also having problems with it and they don't think that, oh, well, they got it and they figured it out and, <laughs> you know, I give up, you know, I, don't, yeah. I can't do it. They can do it, but I can't do it. No, I think we should work really hard to, to resolve whatever problems we're having so that we can sort of present a solution next time, uh, figure it out. Uh, I'd hate to sort of leave it hanging. Right. Um, but, but yeah, no, I think, you know, some of the long dry pauses might be if you can edit those out. Oh, could, absolutely. Thanks for listening to this episode from Skyrimatic Podcast. If you have a moment, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. You can contact any of the shows at skyrimaticpodcast at gmail.com or for roundtable inquiries, skyrimroundtable at gmail.com. You can find our video content on the Skyrimatic channel on YouTube, including 10 Minutes in Skyrim. Also, check out the links for Colin and Victor's channels in the show notes. The Modcast can be found on Tumblr at modcast.tumblr.com. You can find my other podcast, The Chatterbox, at chatterboxpodcast.com. Special thanks to Dan Bull for the use of his music in the roundtable opening and closing. You can check out his music on iTunes or YouTube. Just search Dan Bull. 
And thank you to Claire Lafar for the show artwork. You can check out her Etsy store at etsy.com slash mayafireprints, M-A-I-A-F-I-R-E-P-R-I-N-T-S. And finally, a big thank you to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, Elder Scrolls Wiki, and Imperial Library for their incredible resources. Until next time.